world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. We're talking about Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, and Lou Gehrig's disease, also known as amyotropic lateral sclerosis, or ALS for short, which you probably remember from the Ice Bucket Challenge a couple years ago, which was massively successful in spreading awareness. And I was looking at that thing when it was happening, and so basically it went, if you get nominated, you either have to dump a bucket of ice water on your head, or give money to the ALS Foundation, and then you have to nominate somebody else to do the challenge as well. And I'm thinking, are we still in the second grade? Because basically what that translates to is, I double-dog dare you to dump ice water on your head, and if you don't, you have to donate to this charity. First of all, you don't get to tell me what to do. I don't have to do either one of those things. Second of all, why in the world would I want to give money to the medical doctors who can't even cure heartburn? They've given medical doctors over a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars to find a cure for cancer. To put this in perspective, that's like stacking $1,000 bills on top of each other, and that stack would reach 64 miles high of $1,000 bills. Imagine the scope of that. And the U.S. has $20 trillion in debt. Don't expect that to ever get paid off. And the best that the medical doctors can come up with with that trillion dollars of research funding is a treatment that's 97% ineffective, it kills 50% of the people who get it, and gives cancer reoccurrence in the people who survive it. Yeah, you think I'm going to give more money to them? I don't think so. I sometimes get calls from people wanting me to give money to help women with breast cancer. You can imagine I gave them an earful of, of facts. Depends on my mood. Sometimes I'll say, no, I'm not going to donate, but you can give my phone number to those women and I'll help them with their cancer and I'm not going to kill them with chemo like MDs do. The end result's the same. They, they end up hanging up. But you also have to watch what charities you give to. Like I keep hearing these radio ads about the March for Dimes and the ad is like, did you know that the leading cause of death for babies is premature birth? And I'm like, no it's not. The leading cause of death for babies is abortion. Second leading cause of death for babies is medical doctors because medical doctors are entrusted in the care of the pregnant mother and the nutritional profile that they give the mothers is vastly deficient to produce a full-term baby without birth defects. I did an episode on birth defects talking about that. No cure is needed to be found. Just give, just give the women the nutrition that they need. And particularly, it's important to have that nutrition before you get pregnant versus a month or so later, which could be too late as far as preventing birth defects. And not only that, the March of Dimes only gives 15% of the money that they raise to actually helping those people that they're saying they're, they're going to help. 
I mean, really, this crap's got to stop. This is why I do this show. The information you hear here is literally life and death for millions of people each year. And I and I did a show about breaking down the figures on it. The top 10 deaths caused by doctors it runs close to 2 million. And that's just the, t the top 10. We're not even figuring down to the lower levels. Anyway, Parkinson's MS and uh, ALS are all lumped together because they're all basically the same thing. Just the only difference is, is what part of the brain's being affected. And the medical doctors admit they don't know what causes MS and the others. Well, I'll tell you what our understanding is. Our understanding is the cause of these things is free radical damage to the nervous system. What is free radical damage? So basically, if you go back to your high school science class and learn about elements and atoms, you know that there's like protons and neutrons in the nucleus of the atom and then you have electrons spinning around those atoms and each element has a different number of electrons that are spinning around it well basically what a free radical is is most often an oxygen atom that has lost an electron and then this oxygen atom is not happy without the full number of electrons that it has so when it's in your body it grabs electrons from parts of your body and this causes damage to those cells. If you think about it, if you're around like old, really old cars that have been sitting outside, they're rusted. When that was new, that was sheet metal, you could punch it and you would hurt, it would hurt your hand. But after it's been sitting out rusting a while, you put your hand right through the sheet metal. That's what's happening in your body. Oxidative damage to the cells. So what do we do about it? First thing is stop putting free radicals in the body, which means foods that are unstable you don't want to put in your body, which means all oils in a bottle are unstable. They oxidize and put free radicals into your body. This would be include your cooking oils. Even if it's extra, extra virgin, virgin olive oil, it doesn't matter. These could be salad dressings, mayonnaise, margarines, and all of your cooking oils. The only way that you could use an oil and not cause a problem is if you pressed it yourself and consumed it within 20 minutes of time. And since most people are not pressing their own oils and using them immediately, we could just pretty much generally rule out all oils. Now this also includes no fried foods. I don't want you to even look at fried foods. Now I know that I know this is the Lenten season, and there's a lot of uh, fish fries going on. And I know that the proceeds from those fish fries go to do a lot of charitable work, but it's not good for your body at all. And then the other thing that you have to consider about when you eat fish is most of the fish in the U.S. come from the coast of Alaska, and the Pacific Ocean is still being radiated by Fukushima what was that five years ago or more it's still leaking radioactive liquid into the ocean and you have to weigh the risks of that I know it's like several times higher than normal I mean it, it diluted it quite a bit but it, it's up to you if you want to risk it um, Atlantic caught fish is available but you have to look for it other things to avoid well done red meat Meats with nitrates and nitrites added as preservatives are also bad things to do. 
And you'll also want to look at your butter because make sure that it's not partially hydrogenized oils. You got to really watch this stuff because sometimes they'll pass butter off as something that is not really butter. Consume antioxidants. Interestingly enough, the longest lived cultures around the world, uh, such as the Hunzas, the Okinawans, the Sardinians, and there's a couple other ones, they just by luck get 20,000 ORAC points a day. This is oxygen radical absorption capacity. This is how antioxidants are measured. Now antioxidants are basically an element that has an extra electron that it can share so it helps to quench these fires that free radicals cause and neutralize free radicals in the body and the typical standard American gets 1500 ORAC points a day so the goal would be to get at least 20,000 ORAC points a day now you often see like products say this product or this fruit is a powerful antioxidant well maybe it is maybe it isn't do a search for auric values of food and you'll find numerous websites and you can find how much auric points that food actually delivers now you want to make sure that you're looking at amount consumed because a lot of times they'll put dry weight in there or or another unit of measure that is not how you would consume the food so for example look at how much a cup of blueberries would yield in ORAC points. Now you can get some of your ORAC points that way, but if you're actually dealing with one of these conditions, Parkinson's, MS, and ALS, you want to be getting closer to 100,000 ORAC points or more per day. One of the ways that you can do this is the supplement selenium recycles glutathione, which is one of the most powerful antioxidants that your body produces, and selenium recycles it so if you imagine that uh, glutathione is like a paper towel and water on your counter is is a free radical that paper towel is gonna soak that up but instead of throwing it away selenium kinda like dries that paper towel out and you can reuse it again so that's a that's a really cool feature of selenium other ways you can do this is Longevity's triple treat chocolate yields 18,000 auric points per piece. Now, when was the last time that you went to the doctor and got prescribed chocolate? <laughs> Never. So that's something that you could do as well. Um, but the real powerhouse of antioxidant auric point supplements is the BTT 2.0 tablets. This thing yields 160,000 auric points per day. I think that's about it's about four pills per day gives you 160,000 so if you wanted to switch it up a little bit take two pills which would be 80,000 auric points and then have a piece of triple G chocolate with that or something like that. Now the BTT 2.0 tablets have a lot of the same nutrients in it as the Beyond Tangy Tangerine powder that comes in the Healthy Start Pack but it's lacking in uh, the amount of minerals and a couple other things. So the BTT 2.0 tablets is not a replacement for the powder, and which the powder has about 8,000 ORAC points in it. So really just to support the, the structure and function of the body, you want to get 
a, a healthy brain and heart pack, which has extra EFAs, essential fatty acids, in it, which are important for your brain. Uh, and it also has a, a bottle of selenium in there. But you want to add an extra bottle of ultimate selenium so that you're getting one bottle of ultimate selenium per 50 pounds of body weight. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you want to get one extra bottle of selenium. So you'll get two bottles total of selenium. Um, also, Yongevity has a product called uh, Smart FX, which has DHA and EPA, which are raw materials for your brain to make neurotransmitters, which is helpful in this case. Uh, Yongevity also has a product called Synaptive, which can help get the, get the neurotransmitters talking to each other again. And then lastly, make sure you are consuming a diet high in cholesterol, yes that evil substance cholesterol that your doctors have to medicate you and they want to put it in the water because it's so evil and what they didn't tell you was 75 percent of your brain by weight is made from cholesterol oops they must have forgot that so it's like uh, 68 eggs per hundred pounds of body weight or more I there was uh, one guy who was written up in a study in the New, York, New England Journal of Medicine who was eating 25 eggs a day. So it's up to you. Uh, at least consume 68 per day uh, uh, per 100 pounds of body weight. And you want to do it in soft scrambled in butter or poached. You don't want to damage fats in the eggs by heating it too much. So this is Brian Schiller signing out. We'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfrompharmacy.com and look at this episode's show notes, and you can see all of the Longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.